one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 292 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, company from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm thrilled that you're listening. I'm going to be joined in a moment by my mate, Mick Aussie, and we're going to be reviewing the grand final as well as providing some, uh, well, quite frankly, unsolicited parenting tips. Um, we got into a rather interesting conversation, and this this went down a bit of a rabbit hole. And Craig McRae, it's all about you, sir, and good on you. Just an absolutely fantastic story about uh, the morning of the grand final and uh, wish you nothing but the best. Now, folks, love to share your most memorable game. If you have one that you're never going to forget, and Mick's going to introduce a couple of his during this episode to kind of prime the pump there as far as that goes uh, here. Um, but if you got a game that you played in that you're never going to forget or one that you saw, whether it be at the AFL level or down at the local level, maybe it's one that you kicked the winning goal to win a, uh, a flag for your Colt reserve team or whatever the case may be. I'd love to chat with you about that. So reach out to me over on my website, yankonthefooty.com and drop me a note or send me an email at yankonthefooty.gmail.com and uh, tell me about it. And I'd love to get you on here. Uh, I'm also going to be starting to do uh, a series of what I'm calling post-mortem uh, discussions with uh, as many of the groups that I uh, previewed the season with this year. And some of them I've not been able to reach out to, but uh, I'm going in different directions, but wanting to talk to uh, supporters of clubs that did not make the finals to find out what went wrong. What do they think went wrong? What could be fixed? And uh, where do they think it's going to, they're going to be next year and not really a preview so much as we're getting ready to go into the trade period and uh, the draft. And we're not going to have any you know, final decisions being made with those things for quite some time yet. But folks, uh, if you want to help out the podcast, you certainly can do that. Um, go to my website, leave a review. Uh, that would be wonderful. Uh, remember, I'm uh, still trying to hand out some of these stickers for the podcast. Uh, if you're interested in getting one of those, leave me a great five-star review, then drop me a note over on my website or by email. Uh, share your address with me so I can get one of those stickers out to you. I really want to share those out with everyone. Um, again, you can reach me at yankonthefootygmail.com. I'm on all the socials as well. Uh, now today's club of the episode uh, came for me by to me from my mate uh, Jackson Miller reached out uh, the other day, and they are the Queenstown Crows of the Darwin Football Association in Tasmania. Now, I remember reading an article about this this club and thinking, "You've got to be kidding me!" I couldn't believe what I was reading. But uh, this is a unique club because their home oval isn't covered with grass, but rather compressed gravel. Yes, they're playing basically on rocks. And I've seen some of the images that uh, the players are finishing up games with skin knees, if they're lucky. Um, but like I said, they played on this gravel for over a century. And uh, due to it being a very active mining area for many, many decades. Now, um, I couldn't remember where it was located. So I, I, I appreciate Jackson pointing this out to me because I think it's a huge help. And it's great to be able to give this club a shout out. Uh, they did drop their grand final um game to the South Bernie Hawks recently um but it was a great season for the uh the Crows and I wish them all the best going into 2024 and uh hopefully they have a steadily increasing and healthy supply of band-aids because I think they're going to need them but uh I tip my cap to these hard-nosed players because it's phenomenal that they're able to play this game in that type of a setting so let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie 
and we'll talk about the grand final. And like I said, we'll give some unsolicited parenting tips. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by my mate, Mick Aussie. It is Monday evening here in North America, and uh, he's actually at home rather than uh, in his uh, undisclosed location. How are you doing there, sir? Yes, mate, it is a holiday here, and well, it was a very good grand final. I'm not going to call it great, but very, very good, very close. The Sharon, beautiful, sunny, hot day. I love the day games. Yeah, very exciting grand final. Absolutely. Congratulations to the Collie Wobbles. Well, I probably shouldn't call them Collie Wobbles now, should I? They didn't they did not wobble. They uh <laughs> they were you know, I've only watched a handful of grand finals. You know, I've watched the 89 grand final on replay and I've watched a little bit here and there of other ones and the, the 89 grand final I I still think you know, that there could be some assault charges that uh, that believe the statute of limitations have not run out on that could be filed against a couple of players from that game yet. Um, that, uh, you know, they could find themselves, you know, you know, in a uh, in a in a penal colony in Australia there. You know, maybe maybe they'd send them to uh, you know, do they send them to New- if and I guess maybe I should ask if if an Australian prisoner has to get somewhere sent somewhere, where do they send them? Because I, I know that's kind of how Australia got settled by the people coming from from England, but, uh, you know, how the, how the, the, how the, uh, you know, the English settlers came there, but, uh, do they send them anywhere else? Do they, do they send them to New Zealand or, you know, probably <laughs> nah, the outback probably, <laughs> nah, okay. there'd be a few well, people hiding in the outback for sure. You could well, hide in, you could hide in the outback of Australia for years if you wanted to, I think. But the reason I don't say it was a great grand final, like it was an excellent grand final. It was very mm-hmm. exciting. Absolutely. It was, the lead changing so many times. Yep, lead, yeah, changing so many times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the second half, let's be honest, it was very defensive. It was possession. Keep possession. And I understand that. You don't want to turn the ball over. But think of the times that Brisbane did one, two, three, four kicks up the ground then tried to break free. Like, to me, that's boring. But that's... That's the reason that the coaches outsmart the rule makers. So excellent in regards to closeness, excellent first half, very good second half, but I wouldn't call it great compared to 20, 30 years ago. That's just my opinion. No, it's it, you know, and again, I I can't, I don't have the ability to make that comparison because again, I've only watched the 89 grand final, which was, uh, I think you would be argued as one of the best of all time. Oh, yeah. You no, know, if not the best. Um yeah. but you know, it's yeah. it was it was a very solid game, you know, and I and I have to tell you, and I, I saw something that was uh um interesting because uh Peter Peter Dacos, right? Yeah, the dad said that that Nick yes. said that Nick's injury was something that he still should not have been playing with after the game. He said his injury was something that he still should have been out for a few more months. I saw that reported somewhere, which I was like, wow, if he was able to come back and perform at that level, being, you know, having, you know, being dinged up the way that he was, I'm glad, he, I'm glad he's going health, you know, relatively healthy now into the off season and has a chance to, you know, get himself ready to go for 2024. Now, again, I do not hope that the pies repeat. Let's just go ahead and get that out in front there. But, uh, you know, it was. No, he, uh. Nick Nick played good. I mean, I'll go through my best players, and I'm a little upset with some of these people naming some of the best players. So what I did 
I wrote down at the end of each quarter who I thought my best players were. And mm -hmm. then Saturday morning, um, I didn't even look at the statistics. I wrote down my votes for Norm Smith, my best players for Magpies, and my six best for the Lions. And then I looked at afl.com.au and I said, oh, are you kidding me? Anyway, they go on statistics too much. We know that. But do uh, you want my best players, Norm Smith, and best players? or what? Absolutely. No, let's just go ahead and end it here and call it a night. <laughs> All right. Well, Norm Smith, absolutely. Bobby Hill was best player, consistent over those four quarters. I didn't know he was that good. He was electrifying, brilliant, could have kicked a couple of more. He was absolutely best on ground. I thought Coleman for the Lions was yes, second. Yes. He fell out of it a little bit in the second half. He was unbelievable in that first half. And third, I gave to uh, Joe Danaher. Even in the first quarter, he was getting touches, and I'm thinking, well, he's not been dominant, but he was getting kicks in that first quarter. So I gave Danaher my third best. Fourth best, I gave still side bottom. And then fifth, I gave to Nick Dacos. So they were my five best on ground. And then yeah. I can run through best for Magpies and Lions as well. Yeah, and you, you know, and, and Eric Kipwood was was, you know, quite frankly, was really nowhere to be found. And again, you know, and I and I don't and I'm not trying to denigrate Eric Kipwood there, but you know, he did not step up in this game at all. Nah. Um, you know, it's uh, it's and you know, I have to I have to say I was you know, Mason Cox, we're going to talk about him, I'm sure. But, you know, he he held his own in the ruck. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, I I did not tip the pies because I necessarily wanted to see, you know, the the American player win. But it that was kind of a, a, a satisfying, you know, addition to having gotten the tip right is knowing that 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 young man who has been you know, has has come in and basically picked up a game from scratch. Oh. Has you know has has worked his tail off you know trying to develop some skills you know in in a game where you know his biggest skill set is that he's tall and he's had to he's had to learn other things he, you know he's never going to be a big kick you know he's good from about 35, 40 meters out at maximum he's pretty usually pretty accurate when he kicks but yeah you know, but he doesn't yes. kick it yes. doesn't kick very many but he did a pretty decent job i mean you know he had 31 hit outs you know it's uh you know he had uh you know it was just a it was just a a good you know i think a really good game for him and and you know help with the help from darcy cameron there as well with another 19 i mean they they certainly you know handled you know mcinerney who and, and uh joe danner who was only in there for a little bit who only had 32 hit outs for the entire game um you know i i you're going to have to explain to me because, you know, I it, and when we get to talking about the advantage that was questioned at the end of the game, because I, you know, because I, yeah. I mean, I understand the concept of it, but it's it's still that sort of thing happens so fast that I I, I don't always grasp. And, and I probably should at this point in time. I don't always grasp what it is that I've seen happen. I, I understand the concept of what advantage is and, you know, they've decided to play on. But, you know, he didn't, uh, you know, that was a. Uh, God, who was it? That was it. Lions? No, it was Jared Barry, wasn't it? The kick? I think it was at that point well, in time. I was obviously I was hoping the Lions won. So that decision kind of really upset me because it was crucial to the game. Mm -hmm. It absolutely could have changed the result of the game. 
So basically they played advantage free kick when it wasn't advantage. The players didn't know. So he quickly rushed to kick onto his boot, kicked it up in the air. Yeah. So the umpire should have realized that it wasn't advantage and called it back and given right. the blinds player the free kick. The kick from there. And he could have gone back and kicked long. So I was very, very upset with that. It could have changed the outcome of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Generally, I thought the umpiring was pretty good. But to think that the Lions got up by, uh, was it two points? And then Collingwood came back with two quick goals. And I believe Mason Cox got those tap outs in those last two goals. So let's now, I'll tell you my best players. And I got into it with someone on the on Twitter or Facebook. And I talked to Dad and Dad agreed. I had Mason Cox as sixth best player for the Magpies. He was mm -hmm. very good in the first quarter. He beat McInerney in ruck. So I thought his tap work was good as well. So I had Mason Cox as sixth. I had Jack Crisp as fifth. I had Tom Mitchell as fourth. Yeah. Nick Dacos third. Um, still side bottom second. Now, you could have put Dacos second or side bottom right, third. Right. That, those two. And then, of course, Bobby Hill was best player. Now, I want to quickly talk about an absolute legend of the game. Scott Pendlebury, he had an amazing last quarter. He was probably yes. best on ground in the last quarter. But halfway through the second quarter, I said, oh, is that his first touch? So there's no way Scott Pendlebury was in the top two or three on the ground. Well, that's just my opinion. Brilliant player, great last quarter, but... The media, they just like to hype up the, the, the legend players sometimes, and it's it's over the top for me. It really is. What's and, your opinion? I mean, and maybe and he, he missed you know, a lot of his kicks. And he still had, you know, and he still had 24, 24 touches, though. I mean, that that was, you know, it was a protect. It, it, it was he did not jump off the screen as you know, as a dominant player. I mean, and again, you know, I, I think it's safe to say, you know, that that you know, the game that Bobby Hill overshadowed a lot of people because he just you can make an argument that he kind of took over that game and oh, it course. just, you know, it was just, and, you know, Pendlebury played a solid game. He had four tackles. I mean, now I'm looking at Tom Mitchell and yeah, he had 13 tackles. He had a Baker's dozens worth of tackles. I mean, yeah. it was, you know, yeah. he was, he was all over the place and it's, uh, you know, seven clearances, you know, Pendlebury had six as well, but you know, it's, uh, I have to wonder if Bobby, well, first of all, if Bobby Hill is still wearing, you know, a Giants uniform, you know, did the Giants beat him last week? Um, and, you know, if if Bobby Hill wasn't in that lineup and, you know, they'd gotten past the Giants, are they going to win that game? You know, who's, who'd be stepping in for him? And, and would he, uh, would they have enough speed that Bobby Hill brought forward to, uh, to, to help to, to propel them? the way that they, that he did. Cause you know, he was, he was kind of the spark that kept that club going. I mean, you know, last year it was, it was Ginevan a lot last year and, and, you know, you didn't see a whole heck of a lot out of him. You know, he had a, he, you know, he kicked one behind and that was it. Um, you know, it's, it is hard in the modern AFL when it's such a tight game to really dominate. And there was probably only three or four dominant players on the ground. So I'll quickly go through my lines, best players. Like I said, it was hard. To, it really was hard, and this is my personal opinion, but I watched every play of the game. I gave Zorko fifth. Bailey kicked a couple of unbelievable goals early, gave him fourth. McCluggage third, Danaher second, and Coleman first. So they were yeah. my five best Oh, yeah, Keaton Coleman, was, Keaton Coleman was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, 
six tackles and you know 26 disposals there. I mean it was you know, it was a great game on his part you know it's uh and I think that that you know I, I and I guess maybe it's too early to ask you this question but if these two clubs are back at the MCG next year at the end of September beginning of October and they are as is. Let's say let's say the lists don't change a whole heck of a lot. And it sounds like there's going to be a few changes here and there because there always are changes on clubs. Do you think Brisbane gets up on them? I think they can improve. But, you know, my thoughts, I think Giants should have probably won because I didn't think Maynard should have played last yeah, week. Yeah. But who knows? But a couple of more points. I mean, I listened to AFL Daily this morning. I, I, I like that show. I like Damien Barrett. I really mm-hmm. do. But i I got to disagree with him. Charlie Cameron had four kicks, three great goals, absolutely. But they named him sixth best player. Like, you can't get best player, can you, with four? You can't get in the best players to me if you have four kicks for the whole game. Sure, his goals were great, but you didn't see him other than those three goals. And Harris Andrews, lovely player, fantastic player. He did nothing at all, at all until the last quarter, yet they're giving him votes. So I know it's who you... I know it's a personal opinion, but I just could not agree with people saying that Harris Andrews and Charlie Cameron were in best players. Not at all. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you there. And I, you know, I was, I was really, really worried about whether or not Joe Danaher was going to, was going to blossom or flourish in this type of a setting. And he did. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. played a great, yeah. he played yeah. a great game. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, that even, you know, even the, you know, the, the, the rabid bomber supporter who has, you know, been giving him grief since he left, you know, that, oh, he's, you know, never, never shows up in big games and such probably had to look at that and went, damn, he played a pretty good game today, but it would, <laughs> it would be nice if we still had him back in our forward structure, even yet to this day. Yeah. But it's, it's, uh, yeah. And there were just, you know, so many neat stories, you know, that, that, uh, you know, listening to Craig McRae at the end of the game when he's talking about how his his wife had given birth to their yeah. daughter that yeah. morning. I mean, that's just yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm I'm a 60 year old man. I consider myself a bit of a hard ass, but I'm I'm bawling my eyes out at home because again, you know, I I was like, wow. I mean, it's you've seen situations where, and and I don't and I don't know. I mean, did did. I don't know if we'll ever know this or not, but did, you know, he, did he say to his wife, you know, is it, okay? are you going to be okay if I go to the game or, or did she say to him, I got this, you go win a flag. Oh, mate, you yeah. touched on a subject to me that I am. Oh, you got a, you got a subject there, mate. I could go on for 10 minutes about this if you wanted. I, like, go for honestly, it. I have, I don't have kids of my own. Uh-huh. Nearly did, but I don't. But back years ago, there's no way you'd miss football to be with your wife having a baby. Things have changed. I know that. They absolutely have over the last 15, 20 years or whatever. But <laughs> there's so, so wait no a way he would have missed. There's no way he would have missed coaching the grand final if his wife was about to have a baby in the afternoon. That's my opinion. Well, and I, I know actually it, get upset. I mean, it sounded like she had the baby in the morning. Yes, yes. Before yes. the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so if if the baby has been born, boy, we're, we we may be fighting ourselves into trouble with this discussion here. If the baby's been born, his spouse may have very well said, 
you go win a premiership. But if she is in labor at that time, is he there for the game? Of course he is. Now, you this is so? my point. I've got okay. in trouble with people arguing this. Like, and you might again. Born, my, my dad was not in the thing. You're sitting outside in the waiting room. And why would, to be honest, why would you want to go inside and cop abuse from your wife, say, and she's in major pain, giving birth, yelling at you because you're a bastard because she's in so much pain. I've never understood that. But well, you know, years ago, the husband would sit out in the waiting room. They weren't allowed in in the actual birth room or whatever you call it. Anyway, yeah. we better get off this. I might get well, in trouble. But well, I'm you, old you, school in that you, way. I don't, you may I don't already... see why you have to be in the room. Well, I, I was I was in the room when both of my children were born. And it was uh okay. it was I remember I remember uh it was with my son. There was we were watching a rerun of MASH on the television in, in the uh delivery room. I remember that. I remember you know, and you know, we did not we did not find out whether it was gonna be a, a boy or girl beforehand so um you know their child's being born comes out to about the belly button you see the, the umbilical cord so they start at that point in time they're 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 cleaning out the nasal passages and cleaning out all of the stuff out of you know so that so the baby can breathe you know breathe out outside of the womb and that sort of thing and i'm thinking I don't know if there's junk or no junk yet. Come on now. Let's go ahead and finish, finish the yeah. process here. So yeah. it was like another five <laughs> minutes before I knew if it was a boy or a girl. But, uh, um, it, you know, if he hears this, he's going to be so pissed at me because he doesn't usually listen to it. But I may tell him to listen to this segment here. But, yeah, you know, I, 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 I've I, seen it happen in, you know, in a lot of sports here in the U.S. And, and, I, and maybe it is that times have changed. But, you know, if if it's a – if it's a, you know, a local league, you know, if it's a, uh, you know, one of the clubs that I give a shout out to every episode, um, if the spouse of one of those players that's on the, the, the A grade team or the reserve team is, is having a baby to, in the present day, I can, and, and mom is in labor while, well, during the game, I cannot imagine the, the, the dad not being there. I would be stunned. No. No, I know, Craig, but yeah. when did it change? It must have all changed just before your time as yeah. a dad, because it never used to be that right. way. Now, That's what, true. what is it? Is it I don't I don't know this question. Personally, I don't I would not need to be in the room. Sure uh -huh. you want to be at the hospital, but I would not need to be in the room. I'd be in the waiting area. But what is it? Is it the wife demands the guy to be there, or is the guy too scared not to be there in case she cracks the shits at him? I don't know, mate. I actually <laughs> well, I don't was, know when it all changed. What, 40, well, that's a good 40, 30 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I I think it had, you know, it was kind of going through some of like those birthing classes and things like that. And boy, have we gotten off track here, but you're right. Um you know, we did all those kinds of things. And I was just, I was just there for, you know, for, for support. And, uh, and, and I, I, I can't imagine not having been in there now. If, when, and if would I you ever miss play, would, hang on, would have you missed playing in the grand final for it though? I don't know. You answered this. You know, I, I think if my, if my child was being born, there's a distinct possibility that I would say, you know what, I, I might have to be there for my kid. Yeah. 
Okay, no, that's fine. I, I, I might, I might have fine. to be there for a lot that. Of and, and do that now. Yeah, I'm not. But, but you know, a lot of and again, do at, that at, now. I just don't understand it personally. Yeah, at the grand final level, I mean, it would maybe be a harder decision. But if if I was in the lo- the local league, where afterwards we're you know we're heading into our clubhouse and you know and knocking back a, you know a, a a few furfies and uh, you know a you know a, a snag or two, I I I don't think I could live with myself having not been at the ho- at the hospital. I, and I and I'm no, I'm sure back, that I back, hang on hang on back in the day people would play and as soon as they'd finish playing they'd rush to the hospital that's how it okay. was yeah and it always was that way but hey I don't want young kids to think I'm a prick I'm just saying it's the <laughs> way it was no I no, I agree I want every, I'm too old to have kids now anyway so it's never gonna it's no. never gonna be an issue for me that anyway is, that is move not on to another subject? that is not no 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 hang on that is not true. Because Robert De Niro, who is in his 80s, just had his wife, I guess. I, I'm assuming he's remarried. His wife just had a child. Tony, Ra- Tony, yes, yeah, to- Tony Randall, who was in his late 70s, he's since passed away. Um, he had it, you know, who was uh, it was Felix on the TV show The Odd Couple. He he and his wife had had a baby when he was like 75. Um, no, and and it it goes back to a uh um it goes back to a, a line from Mash when when Radar was on there talking about how his parents were so old when he was born. He said, I "Remember him saying that he first time he played peekaboo with his father. His father had a stroke." You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's so, let's move on to the. I'll give you. I'll I'll send you some lingo. You want to get some Aussie lingo? We'll yeah, but you know, before today. before we do that, can we can we talk about the uh, the medal awards? Before we do that, because because there have been people who have been so upset about Bo McCreary. And Mason Cox, because they didn't, you know, the, the, I, I love the fact that that they get little kids involved with uh, that have the, you know, the clubs jumper on. They bring out, they come out and present them at the premiership medal and they they give the kid a cap. They generally shake hands with them. But Mason Cox and Bo McCurry did not shake hands with the uh, with the child that brought out their um, premiership medal to them. And they have been absolutely vivisected on social media. And uh as I told you off air before we started recording, I had never heard the word Seppo until a couple of weeks ago. And I have seen it so many times in the last two weeks since you brought that term up to me. You know, people calling. Ready? There, yeah, ahead. there were there were people there were people calling Mason Cox a Seppo because he did not shake hands with this this little kid. But, you know, I would have to I, I'm going to cut both of them some slack. Yes, you're supposed to shake hands with the kid. It's kind of the, the neat thing to do, but it's. You've just won a damn premiership medal, you know. Mason, oh, there's nothing in it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, like I said, like I told you, I said, I, I think it's probably some disgruntled supporters of other clubs whose clubs were not playing in the grand final, um, who were pissed off about. It. I'm, I'm hoping that the Magpie supporters were just so over the moon about the fact that they'd won that they really didn't give two shits one way or the other about it. But if you know, if you're bent out of shape because they didn't shake hands with these kids, I'm sorry. And again, I sound a little bit like a hypocrite because I'm talking about having missed a game to go to the birth of a kid. And the kid didn't get his handshake. And so I sound like a little bit of an asshole myself here or prick, like you said. But uh, I just I think that, you know, I would not be shocked if if both of them have not reached out to their respective kid and maybe issued an apology or maybe he's going to you know send them their boots or something of that along. Okay, those hang lines. on, hang on now. Hang on. I didn't see it. The reason I didn't see it, because it was nearly 2 a.m. my time. Uh-huh. And as soon as Bobby, as soon as Bobby Hill was announced Norm Smith, yeah. I went to bed. 
Yeah. So normally the player puts a cap on the right. kid and they have caps. So yeah. He probably just forgot. Yeah, he, he, yeah, they, they did. Big deal unless it, unless I'm wrong, I'm assuming they just forgot and there's yeah, no big that, deal. That's exactly right. But, but like I said, people are, are crucifying them online about it. And, and of course, you know, People have, have, you know, since Mason Cox has been in the game, there have there have been a group of people that have continually, and again, I'm not trying to be an American apologist here, not at all, but people have continually tried to, you know, talk about, you know, he doesn't have a place there and such. But I think we can both safely say that young man has worked his ass off to find a role with the Magpies, and he's and he's performing well oh, in that absolutely. role, and, and he's doing well absolutely. enough. He proved him wrong. He wasn't it, even the starting yeah. ruckman at the start of the year. You know, he's he's doing well enough now that you know that that they felt comfortable enough with the guy who did become a starting ruckman to, and him to say we're going to go ahead and send a two-time All-Australian somewhere else and actually pay part of his salary to help save some money. And yet they still won the premiership without that guy. Yeah. yeah. No, so I mean that's good. I mean that's still good. Yeah. Still good. Exactly. I worry about it. There's negative negative clowns online. Drive me nuts, mate. Yeah. Drive me nuts. So we're gonna try we're gonna try to turn this around today because I, you know, again, we, you know, we you're gonna try to give me some lingo to see how badly I butcher this. And I'm just gonna say right now, I'm probably gonna get all of them wrong. Okay. No, nah, no, nah, I'll do a bit of Aussie football. I'll do a bit of Aussie football term. You'll get okay. I just thought of this now. You I reckon you'll get all three of them anyway. Um a Specky. What's a Specky? Oh, Specky's taking like a, a a great mark. Yeah, he's getting yeah, one mark like where you're Bobby climbing Hill up on somebody's back. Beauty, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That oh, that was an easy one. Come on now. I mean, my my wife has never even watched footy and she probably would know that one. All right. Well, I'm just because she okay, thinks because she uh, thinks she thinks I'm special. I'm not sure. She says, yeah, you're really special. Yeah, and so I'm not sure what she means by that, but uh, she thinks I'm special. <laughs> All right. Now, the next one it obviously has two terms, but there's one to do with Aussie football. And the first one is, well, the first meaning of it is to have a crap. What does bog mean in regards to Aussie football? Bog is best on ground, isn't it? There we go. Yeah, yeah I mean that's, funny, that's hey, the other. Yeah, the, the, uh, <laughs> yes. Well, I uh, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, you know, Nathan Buckley did not uh, did not bog on the couch of best on ground and Jonathan Brown or anything. <laughs> like that. Hopefully, Jonathan did not brown the couch. Uh, <laughs> All right, another one, another one for Aussie football. What's it mean by a bag? A bag, I think, is at least is it five goals at least. Wow, it's eight? just kicking a bag of goals. Okay, like so, a whole yeah, bunch forward, of them, yeah. Forward count. I reckon okay. Bobby Bobby Hill's forward count is a bag. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, oh, that, those are those are pretty simple. Then you, I thought you were going to give me something tough. Well, you just told me as we started the show to give you something. So I hadn't had two. Yeah, that's to true. Think that's about true. It. Yeah, because you know I I've All been right. giving you the other uh, ones. You, you might know. get this one. What's a what's a a Noah's Ark? A Noah's Ark. Um, is it kicking two goals and two behinds? Actually, it's not to do with football. Sorry, I might get up there. Okay, that's <laughs> um, <laughs> not to do I, with Aussie football. Not a clue. Dark. Not a clue. No, it sounds like this fella here. And oh, the shark Dark is a terminology for a shark. Okay, okay, I would not have gotten that one. Yeah, just, and just just stupid shit we say now, back home. For for those of you who've been wondering, who've been listening while we've been doing the slang stuff, this is the book that I've been working out of right here with Mick. Okay, 
My sister got that for me for my 60th birthday earlier this year. So I've been pulling the terms out of that. Now, I've not actually filled out the word search stuff in it, but I've been putting little dots next to the ones that we've used so I don't use them again. And there's like there's like 75 pages of of these. And some of them, I know the terms and I'm not we're not going to use these on, on the show because uh, because I've heard what is happening in terms of the the possible pursuit of censoring podcasts in your country. That, that that's come out of the, oh no have you not been following along that uh, oh, the, the, a certain administration a certain administration is is trying to crack down on things that are on podcasts in a certain country that one of us lives in no oh, I can't stand the guy running out of the country so let's not go there okay but I just yeah I just actually saw that on the news today so now I gotta go see a lady with a baby soon should we move on to the favorite game. <laughs> yes, we should. And again, for those of you that don't know about this, this is a I've done a series of episodes like this last year, and I'm going to be doing some of these as well, where somebody where I have a guest on to talk about their most memorable game or their favorite game. And Mick has, has been kind enough to to share a couple of his with us while we're here today before he uh, has to go see a lady about a baby, uh, which is rather lady ironic, which is rather ironic <laughs> about because. He wouldn't bother to go see the baby. He'd just be out on the ground bogging it up all over the place instead of going out, going to see the baby. I was actually I was, I was actually telling my girlfriend about that saying. So basically, if you say to someone, "Hey, I got to go see a lady with a baby," it means that that other person can't criticize you for leaving. Uh-huh. So it's like an excuse, and it's a saying where, "Hey, I got to go. I got to go." Right, right. right. Then no one will argue with you, right? And you say, "Deuces." <laughs> yeah so tell me about your most memorable game because I'm, I'm not even sure i'm not even sure where we're going with this one here because you know you talked about one well, that you as played a player in. or to watch well either one. Oh, or maybe we maybe we do, maybe you maybe you introduce one here and then you come back you know a little bit later on and we do one we do the other one and we go a little bit more extensive into that one no so i'll right. we'll do it quickly now obviously as a player well i grew up before the AFL. So the VFL was the strongest league in Melbourne. And then the SANFL was the second strongest league. And there was no national competition. So as a kid, all you dream about is playing a league game in the SANFL. And I trained with West Torrens and then didn't make it, but went to Flinders Park for two years, got invited to Woodville, played seven reserves games. And then my eighth game, I... Got asked and I made my first game in SANFL before the Crows came in. So it was incredible, tough competition. So that would obviously be a favourite game because you grow up dreaming of that and you never know whether you'll achieve it. The second probably favourite game would be after Woodville. I went back to Gawler South and played in the 1992 Premiership against um, Freeling at the Newry Oval. So that was obviously a highlight to play in my first A-grade premiership for the club I grew up playing with in junior Colts through to A-grade. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know you said that you, uh, you played alongside several players, several people who have gone on to, you know, um, one of the, it was, wasn't it Travis Head's dad that you played alongside? Yeah, yeah, he played. Yeah. He played in that ninety-two grand final. Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, that's it's. I mean, that's kind of cool that you have that connection because uh, I was watching some of the uh, the uh, third ODI in India, um, and they they had looked not great the first first couple of games with India, and they looked pretty decent in the uh, 
in the third one here recently in the last couple of days. But uh, I mean, that's going to be kicking off here soon. And that's going to be, that's a huge yeah. tournament, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And real quick, real quick, my favorite game that I've been at and watched would obviously be the Adelaide Crows first premiership in 97. We went across for the prelim next morning, the Sunday morning, Phil and I luckily got tickets and then we drove back to Melbourne and saw the Crows defeat St. Kilda in 1997. And, of course, the main thing I remember about that game is when Malcolm Blight, the legend coach, moved Darren Jarman to full forward. So he would start him in the middle and he'd run down to full forward. I think he kicked five goals in that last quarter. So McLeod and Jarman and, oh, Big Clear and all the Adelaide Crows boys. I, I was there live when they won their first of two AFL grand finals. Yeah. You know, I, speaking of the grand final, let me, let me ask you this here. And is it, did you, did I did not watch the kiss performance, but were you, did you watch them this year? The band? Well, what happened? I was actually on, I was actually on Gabe's show at the time and Ah, our broadcast started on TSN here at 10. Mm-hmm. And it was actually before that, but I can easily send you a 12 minutes on YouTube of AFL of Kiss. And yeah, bad luck because Gabe asked you to come on at the same time yeah. with me, but that's a bit unfortunate. And I and I feel message, I, I feel bad good. about that. I did I did apologize to him because I just I did not I didn't check my social media during the football game that I was announcing. And I, when I got home, it was like I was just like I just kind of vegged out and sat down on the couch and relaxed. And could have you got home in time or not? Could have you got oh, home yeah, in time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Had I been home, I could have. I, if not, I could have done it right from there in the press box, also. You know, I had, oh, you know, there right. was, okay, yeah, you yeah. know, we had, you know, I was still, I was only in the press box because the, uh, the, the reporter that covers our games quite often was there. I mean, yeah, I was still there an hour and a half after the game was done because I have to wait for him to finish writing his story and get it, get it submitted. Right. So I'm sitting up in the press box. I was watching cricket up in the press box while he was, uh, while he was working on the story. I was watching. I was. I think I was actually watching. Uh, I was watching highlights of like the second ODI with, uh, um, Australia and India, and and India would just blew him out of the water in that one, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, you know, it was. Wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't turn on the pregame stuff. I figured I would. I would. I. I've. I've. I've never been really big into like the Super Bowl pregame stuff. You know, I don't. They start they nah. start they start pregame stuff at like six o'clock the previous evening for the next night, you know. And it's uh I don't I don't yeah. care, you know, the, the the band things, the mashups where they try to find, you know, what performer is gonna perform with whom at halftime. I don't care. Give me, you know, and I think nah, I've said this to you before, mind. give me, you know, give me two of the top college marching bands in the country and let them perform at the Super Bowl. Just let the marching bands perform. Because I think it's yeah, it's what, yeah, what was really cool? What was really cool with the kiss? They had like hundreds of kids on the yeah. on the ground as well, yeah. all dressed up, and then they had a couple of kids on the stage, and this one guy was doing the air guitar. So I thought it was good, but I'm yeah. a Kiss fan since but it, teenager, right? It was it was significantly better than Meatloaf, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, their performance has helped Australia get the 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 taste of spoiled Meatloaf out of their mouth. <laughs> if you will. Okay. Hopefully, you know, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. they'll never forget meatloaf's performance. And I, and I was a huge meatloaf fan, you know, you know, loved him going all the way back to when he was in the, uh, you know, the film Rocky horror picture show. Um, yeah. Which I've seen dozens and dozens of times, but it was just, it was a, uh, 
it was an ugly performance that he was in. So, I, yeah, I think Kiss did a nice job from what I saw. I saw a few highlights of it, but, uh, you know, you could tell you could tell that, you know, Gene has had some work done on his uh, on his uh, costume over the years because, uh, yeah, yeah. This, there's a little bit more Gene than there was, say, 30 years ago, as there has been yeah. for many people. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty stoked about the way things uh, went with the uh, with the game again, you know. Your club wasn't playing. My club wasn't playing. It was an entertaining game. And, it, and it's a game that, again, if if Amer- and I saw plenty of Americans that were talking about it online, you know, their first encounter with an AFL game. And and, uh, you know, I whenever I saw that, I would I would try to reach out to that person, at least mention to them, hey, this is what I've you know been following it for a long time. And I, and I have this document that I've set up that is like 15 different little videos from youtube about the game on there and i said i always put that do- i always put a link to that doc on there and said here's some stuff that i put together about the game um you know if you got any questions there are lots of us here that that are thrilled to get more americans involved with the game so it's it's just kind of cool that 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 some people get that do they do get excited with it then so yeah yeah so um if i asked you right now and it you know we trade period hasn't started but i'm going to go ahead and ask it anyway Early prediction for next year's grand final. I think Brisbane will bounce back after losing such close one. I think Brisbane will bounce back. Um, oh, I know. I know you want to say tough. the. I know you want to say the ruse. <laughs> oh, it could be a repeat, couldn't it? Could be Brisbane Collingwood again. It absolutely um, could. I hope not Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide, I hope not, of course. I hope not Melbourne. I will go Brisbane and the Crows. There you go. There <laughs> you look, go. Well, I you forgot know, and to that... mention. I forgot to mention. I have the Waratahs jersey on that you sent me. There you I go. I did see that. Yes, I did. Thanks, yeah. Man. Looks good, man. <laughs> it looks good. I mean, I'm trust me, I I don't I don't look good in in the jumpers. Okay. I don't, it's just not that's not a look for me unless I have like a, a shirt on underneath it. I, I'm not one of those guys that's gonna go around uh I, 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 my, my guns have been oiled way too well. If you know what I mean, <laughs> they they kind of little, they, they wobble to and fro, if you know what I yeah. mean there. So, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it because, you know, you, you should have had that, you know, you should have that thing there because you know, I'm, you played for that club and I was more yeah. than happy to send that on. I thought, I thought my wife was going to mail it from Canada when she was up there, but she was, uh, she actually mailed it from her, from work before she left. So right. it may have taken a little bit longer to get there than had she mailed it when she, when she crossed the border, but yeah, I don't know, but Hey man, I'm sure I know we're going to reach out and, and still chat about things, you know, during the off season, maybe get you on to talk a little cricket as well as things are going on. Cause, uh, cause I'm going to you know start getting in, into that. And, uh, you know, cause I don't, uh, I'm not all that big into the NFL. Like I said, I'll watch the Browns and they played like shit yesterday. Um, I, and I, I, I'll tell you what, I, I don't mind losing to any other club. I just hate losing to the Ravens. I, I hate them so much. I really do. I just, I hate the Ravens. You know, I know it's just, God, I hate the Ravens. Okay. Enough of that. Um, but Hey man, where can people find your work? And I know you got your, uh, cricket stuff winding down for this year yeah well there we go there's the uh, edmonton cricket tv on facebook and youtube and up the back there you see uh mickozzy.tv so mickozzy.tv is updated with all my different sports pages but uh 
it's been fun again doing the yeah. tips with you all year. So now, um, real quickly, um, you know, since we've not done the video from this location where we're going to actually be putting a video up on YouTube, tell us about that picture that's over your left shoulder. Tom yeah, that Brady. Left, yeah, tell us about that one. That was painted by Kendra Hale, who you know. You had mm -hmm. her on your show. She's a Canadian professional artist that played for the Essendon Bombers. And I believe she retired this year, but she played some good football for Essendon Bombers in the Victorian women's. And she was on the Collingwood list for a while. And that is the painting from Tom Brady's first ever interview, other than Super Bowl after his first Super Bowl win. And I was filming him at Pro Bowl when he arrived to training. There was only about 10 of us media guys there. And he came out and he says, oh, yeah, it's been a great 24 hours playing cards on the plane, having a few drinks. So mm -hmm. that's a little two-minute interview. And I made a painting of it that maybe one day I'll sell as an NFT, the video as well. But NFTs, I don't know, mate. They're all over the place. Not sure if they're going to last or not. But, yeah, very unique. Tom Brady's first interview after his first Super Bowl win. Well, I was actually talking about the sticker that was next to it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm it actually kidding sticker. about that. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm giving him. I'm giving you a hard time about that. But, no, that is that is really cool that Kendra did that for you. But uh, Yeah. Well, hey, well, mate, it cost me money. I paid no. a good money, but it's all well, no, good. I know, I know you did. I know you did. But it's, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad she was able to, to to fit it into her schedule and such. And you know, and she does great work. I mean, I, I've seen her work. Like I said, like you said, I had her on the podcast. She does great work. Terrific, terrific young lady. You know, great representative of Canada. Um. So check this one out. How's this for a photo? Okay, who's falling down there? So that was taken as we ran through the big banner uh -huh. and we won the 92 South Gawler Lions flag as I was talking about it. So that's a great yeah. picture running through the banner. Right? That absolutely is there. It looks, there uh, looks a little interesting in terms of, yeah. Okay. I, I'll go ahead and keep that thought in my head, but yeah. Um, and there's the, that's the premiership photo. Okay. Do and, it back in the day, beautiful yep. sitting now, together. And you, you know, you decided to uh the, the following year after you tweaked your hamstring, you decided not to be in the photo. I remember you saying that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We so, talked about that. Do you re, do you regret that? At all? Nah, not at all. Okay. Okay. Cause I because I I, I, I know that I was pissed off I didn't you know, play. <laughs> I know, you know. Our high school won the state championship in football back in 1999, and there was one kid on the team that was not at the stadium for picture day because he had to work a shift at the local amusement park. So that picture hangs up in the hallway at our school, and it's got. I mean, I'm in the picture because I was coaching at that point in time, and uh, yeah. But here's all the players that are there, all these terrific players that 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 were playing there. One of them went on to play at. at South Carolina, one played at Ohio State. You know, there's some phenomenal players. One of them ripped my bicep in half when I was coaching. And then at the bottom, it says missing. And it names the player who was not there for the photo yeah, because he had sad. to work, he had to work that day. Yeah. That's sad. No, he didn't play in the championship game either. So uh, there is there is that. But nice, ki nice oh, kid. Well, that's not nice kid. Nice kid, though. That's yeah. Yep. Well, hey, Mick. So 
MickAussie.tv and Edmonton Cricket TV. Um, are you going to be doing anything to kind of recap the, the the cricket season on on Edmonton Cricket TV? Or are you going to just kind of fold the tent up for yeah, this year? Yeah, what now? we did, uh, we put up we put up a video last night, and I interviewed some of these people. But Philip Hicks, the founder, he basically did quick interviews with like fifty players and fans. So we got a a 30-minute video of a lot of 30-second clips of 50 to 60 players just saying what they love about cricket and Outstanding. what we can improve at Edmonton. So that's up. So that's that's really good. Outstanding. That is great. That is that's awesome. And it sounds like it's growing there as well. Well, yes, and we've got to get more fields. That's the main thing. With all the immigrants coming, there's a lot of more people would love to play cricket. Mm-hmm. So we've got to get more fields and Phillips making some inroads into doing that, well, but I can't say too much. And he has to, and he has to remind the right. city. He has to remind the city that they actually have to cover the, the the pitch from time to time when it's getting ready to rain. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yep. All right. Good to see hey, you, Mick, man. And great to talk with to you. The next season with the beautiful Sharon, eh? You bet, man. I I, ha- I have a burly up there. Well, I've got a Sharon over here as oh, well. But no yeah. good. Well, all right. It's it's what I can afford at that time. Cheers, mate. Uh huh. All right. Bye bye. All right, Mick. Hey, mate, I appreciate you coming on again this evening uh, and, and chatting about the grand final. And, and quite frankly, I think it was a story that needed to be told about, uh, you know, what would you do in certain situations? You know, if your partner, your spouse is giving birth, um, did people make too much out of the uh, the Bo McCreary, Mason Cox situation where they did not shake hands with the uh, the youngsters that shared their uh, premiership medals with them. I'm hoping that they, like I said, I'm hoping that they have figured out some way to uh, go about um, resolving that a little bit. Maybe they got a sign jumper or their boots or something like that, because it was an oversight, but it still isn't necessarily a great look for the club. But uh, folks, look out for one another. Check up on your friends. Don't be afraid to shake hands with them. And uh, reach out to them. If you need to talk to somebody, all those numbers I have in my show notes every single week. Talk to somebody if you need help. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody because we all need help from time to time. Uh, remember, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. I've got several great uh, blog posts there. Um, if you want to leave a review, you can certainly do that, as we talked about earlier. Uh, if you want to help out the show, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button, which is on the left-hand side. There's a little button there, as well as the rectangle on the right-hand side. Um, that money goes to help keep the uh, the lights on, if you will here with the podcast and uh, yeah, truly, truly appreciate it. If you decide you want to help out the podcast, that'd be absolutely wonderful. I've, I've not put anything behind a paywall. I I don't have any plan on doing that in the foreseeable future, but uh, yeah, if you want to help keep the podcast running, um, this labor of love of mine would be greatly appreciated. So, yeah, I'm a one man band here doing all of the work on this one. So if you enjoy it, be a great way to show it if you'd like to do so. If you got an idea for a great guest for the podcast, again, reach out to me at yankonthefootygmail.com, at yank underscore on, on Twitter, yank on the footy podcast over on Facebook, yank on the footy on Instagram. And ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate the kind words. Um, this was a great grand final we just watched. Let's enjoy these last six rounds of the uh, regular season of the AFLW uh, as we also then transition into cricket season. Uh, really looking forward to that. Looking forward to the the, the one day internationals. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be able to watch every single game live or anything like that. I just won't have to have time to do that. But I do plan on checking out quite a few of the games, at least watching highlights and that sort of thing. And folks, before I wrap up, as always, may your dribble kick 
never hit the post. I will catch you later. And this has been episode 292 of the Yank on the 40. Again, thanks for listening. And please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye.